You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. again with the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is truly appreciated. Well, I was talking to Laker Tom the other day, and one of the things he mentioned was that the Lakers need to get a control at the beginning of the game. They need to have a better grip on the start of their games because their starts in the first quarters have been horrendous. So you know what the Lakers did? They took a little bit of Tom's advice, and they threw it out the window because they let up. They let up even more. And they let up even more to the point where Memphis got a 22-2 lead over the Los Angeles Lakers in the first quarter, putting the, the Lakers once again behind the eight ball, as we've seen constantly over the past couple of weeks, where they're constantly down early and they have to keep climbing back up, climbing back up, climbing back up. Well, fortunately for the Lakers, they had a tremendous third quarter where they finally found their defensive rhythm started to go ahead and create a lot of turnovers themselves for them as opposed to just them turning the ball over because that happened a lot and LeBron James proved once again why he is the MVP front runner because no he doesn't get the gaudy box score numbers that Jokic or Embiid gets I mean they're really nice numbers today but they're not humongous numbers but he gets the points exactly when the Lakers need them. And at the end of the third quarter, he helped turn that around with some clutch shots. He stayed in the game a little bit longer than he normally would in order to go ahead and do that and help the team turn around a huge deficit into a huge lead. This time it worked out for the Lakers, but I don't know how many more times they can do this consistently, but they did come out with a victory, 115 to 105. And here today to talk about the game in detail is a good friend indeed. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com, plus also his awesome article site at medium.com. You hear his opinions every single time out on the Lakers fast break and also read his opinions at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, it looks like we got invaded because after being banned, he is here. It is General Admiral Akbar. He was trying to set up another trap, 
But LeBron James, you know what? He foiled it this time around. I tell you, I was so angry when we were down 20 to 2. It was like I Twen- no, 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 no. 22 to 2. 22 to 2. Right. I was, you know, I was just totally impatient with the whole thing. And I said, how can we do this? This is just really ridiculous. You know, it's it's time to change the entire starting lineup. You know, it was uh it was just devastating. Um and, and, you know, like every one of these teams that comes out here and gets up for the big game against the Lakers, the Memphis Grizzlies came out and played terrifically. Grayson Allen was just draining threes left and right. Valanchunas was just eating Gasol alive. And we just couldn't seem to get a break at the first half. We just were playing terrible. Turnovers. A lot of turnovers. We were, a lot of turnovers. LeBron was like, like throwing the ball to a guy five feet from him, not didn't even have to jump to steal the ball, and then ended up with five turnovers. But there was some really good signs, I think, that came out tonight. Um, one thing was that we didn't play overtime, thank yes. God, you know, <laughs> and it looked like that might be the only way we were gonna salvage the game at the start. But uh, the other thing is that not only did we not play overtime, but we took control of the game at the end of the third quarter and and really cruised out in the fourth quarter and a couple of things that really stood out to me were anthony davis got his jump shot back yes and that really kept us that really kept us in the game for a long period of time well well we kept well turning you know, it over. he was off two games yeah but his jump shot he really hasn't been hitting that mid-range jump shot i mean the thing that listen everybody want everybody in this league wants you to take those long twos and 80 takes way too many of them for my personal belief. But he, he hit them in the playoffs last year down the stretch. And, and that was a big reason why we won. It's it's not the highest percentage shot. It's not the shot. It's the shot usually that they give you. Um, I'd much prefer that he'd spin around a guy and dunk the ball or get a little floater, you know. But uh, he got that back tonight and hit like six or seven in a row there to keep us in the game. Uh, keep us close. And then we came out and we played the kind of defense that we're famous for. Two 23-point quarters, the third and fourth quarter, shut them down, turnover after turnover, and we ran the ball. Yes. Um, and you then know, I the, like that the, other, the other sign that I really loved was Kyle Kuzma's game. Yes. Um, his energy on the boards, and he was all over the place. I thought his defense was outstanding. Almost um, killed Montrez Harrell. Yeah, but but Trez had a terrible first half. He was like two for six. When's the last time you've seen Trez be two for six from the field? He came back really strong in the second half and had a good second half. And, you know, it was an easy game. It was a comfortable game. I've always said I much prefer a blowout, but rather than an overtime game, at least a comfortable game is is a nice way to finish the evening. So it was a good Friday night. I'm looking forward to uh, Sunday's game. and. Uh, I like the fact that we've got a little rhythm going now. It's feeling better. Um, man, LeBron is something else. You know, I mean, yes. 36 years old, I'm coming off a three 40-minute games. The, the man is Raphael's right. He's bionic, man. <laughs> it's well, just... I mean, what like I said, 28 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, five turnovers, though. Right. But I will say, again, these are not the huge gaudy numbers that he had as a younger individual. No. He, these are not the gaudy numbers that, like, for instance, you see from Embiid last night or 
Jokic the other night or Jokic and Embiid on a regular basis where they're having to put up 30 to 35 every single game. But at the time when the Lakers are making their run, who is there helping He's push been the, the hero ball? every game. He's been who, the hero every game. Who is the one making the clutch shots? Yes, AD got 35 today. But when it came down to that third quarter, AD wasn't in the game. LeBron, LeBron was, was the MVP of the game. Yeah. And he's and been the MVP of, of almost every single right. game. He should yeah, be the MVP. Regardless of whether season. he led the points or, or rebounds or well, anything. That's what else. I'm trying to say. When you need him the most, that's when he's there. That's why he's the front runner right now for MVP. And this and is he- this is not even the playoffs. This is like the the most mundane part, the second the second quarter of the regular season, which right. is normally when everybody ignores that whole time. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing it every night. Got to yeah. take your hat off to the guy. Yeah, you got to take your hat on, D. But here, after his temporary ban, it has been lifted, <laughs> is the guy who's been trying very hard to plant traps for the Lakers, <laughs> even though he is a beloved fan indeed. It is our own Admiral Akbar. Of Lakerholics.com. You got to check out his five great things. You know, I love to rub it in on you. Oh, yeah. No, hey, I take, I, I love it. I love it. Okay. I, I, I have no issue with it whatsoever. I, it's one of those things. Listen, I, I would way prefer not to have any of these triple back-to-back-to-back-to-back overtime games, too. And then, uh, but, uh, but he has, by the way, he has been watching our, our programs and noticed that we, we put him on a band. But he is back. <laughs> it is Jamie Sweet. Glad to have you back, my friend. What are your thoughts on the game? I mean, when it started off 22-2, to two, I mean, we just – did you just want to grab something like a pencil or something just chuck it across the room? No. I mean, I feel like the Lakers are sputtering energy-wise right now. Like, every game it feels like you're wondering, like, when Dr. Frankenstein will get the switches thrown and the monster will come to life and start, you know, rampaging and destroying things. And it just takes so long on a nightly basis for that to happen. It took the entire first half and then some tonight. You know what I mean? Like, the energy level of the team coming out of the gate is 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 a big issue, and I honestly, I really think it has something to do. I don't think KCP is right. I really think there's yeah. something going on. I don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's mental and physical. That dunk on the inbounds play was just tragic. Uh, just he he's just he's getting beat on. He's yeah. not he's he's not moving on offense. Yeah, he's not he's, trying to make a change in the starting lineup. He just it's isn't not playing with it. We should move out. It's KCP. No, I, I agree. I think actually, I want to see. I want to see Mark Gasol's minutes tick north of twenty-five. He's usually between eighteen and twenty. I want to see a little more. I, I feel like if you're, you, you either got to give him, you got to give him enough rope to hang himself, or 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 say just no more altogether. But like mm-hmm. this, like. This middling, like you, you play like 15, 12 minutes. And, but he, but see, that the difference there was that it would be JaVale for like five minutes, Dwight for like eight minutes, and then AD, and that right. that we're missing that gap player. Yeah, AD's so, playing seven percent of the time, which is down from down from forty percent of the time when he's at center last year. I don't know um, that he played that just, much in the regular season. Did, did he play that? Center. Trez is eating up the center minutes. He's trying. Yeah, but, but tonight, <laughs> yeah. because he got killed by... He got, he, uh, yeah, was like, yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. he, he was out for an extended period of time. It didn't come back into the game. Yeah. I don't know if it was concussion protocol or something else. 
but it was because of the fact that it's he a pretty funny comment play. by the announcer saying that they they might have checked that for a flagrant foul. Yeah, by his own teammate. But be that as it may, that that caused Marcus Saul to play extra minutes when he doesn't normally play in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And you saw the benefits from it today. Although I am not convinced that if you give him extended minutes, you're going to get that performance because I don't think there are I, again his age and his condition starts to show up the more minutes that you have. It, the warts start to show all that much more. Right. It's, and it's also to you. We're playing him. We're playing him at the start of the game and the start of the second half, which are times where he's coming off fresh, and you're not getting. He's not usually coming back into the game. Most of the time, yeah. Um, and- I will. I will. I, I mean, I hear you. I understand. I, I get it. Like, I understand that you know he's he's the bridge between AD at the five and not at the. Five. I get it. But my thing is, is we don't have, we don't have a two-headed center monster like we did last year. It just we do not. It doesn't exist on the team this year. It doesn't you know? So we have Gasol. Basketball is a rhythm game, and to only play 15, 17 minutes, you don't get into a rhythm, and. He played the well offense, today. He hit two threes. He hit the two offense, threes. He the offense, the, the half-court offense works better with Mark Gasol, and he is a better in-the-paint defender than Trez is. And that's one thing he can do is move the ball on the offense. I will give you an example. They're playing a zone against the Lakers, Memphis Grizzlies are. And he was on one side, and he managed. I don't know how they must have drawn this up because it went about as perfect as you draw it up. When he was on one side, floated the ball over to Kyle Kuzma on the opposite end. Everybody seemed to watch it, not defend right. it. They just watched it because they're in a zone. They just watched it go over the zone, gets to Kuzma, who <laughs> made uh, this bit nice nice not really hard, too hard or too difficult but just a, a, nice, a hot pass to Trez, it was a man. nice crisp pass to is yeah. to ad it was to ad who was being guarded in that area of the zone by john morant and they right. noticed once that was happening to go back to it on at least two or three more occasions where ad was sitting in the zone right next to john morant and not, John, a good you know, design, not a yeah. well-designed zone, do no, uh, it isn't. And Tom and, Moran in the hole, and it, and it led to, and it led to several baskets for the Lakers. So, right. I mean, just to, I, in that offensive scheme, it, that part of it works with Marcus Hall. It's just the problem is with Jamie. As I see more extended minutes with him, you know, unless he's really at an active level where he's going out hustling. Now, later in that second half, it worked for him because he and AD were a- and also LeBron were able to position John Morant on his drives where yeah. he would always have a big body or two right in front of his face. So yeah. they were learned to go ahead and defend John Morant a lot better in that second half. So it worked there. I just fear that there are times where he really gets exploited. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that's for us. That's it's, I mean, let's put it this way: our paint defense hasn't been great without him. So <laughs> there's, it's not like we are like, oh, we're this great de- paint defense team, and Marcus is going to ruin it. Like, it's not. That's not the case. Like, we well, are terrible. Proved in the in the second half, they played much better defense, especially in the paint defense. Mm-hmm. It just again, like I was talking about, they guarded John Morantz and prevented him from going ahead all the way to the basket. They found ways to go ahead and cut him off when he was going ahead from the top of the key. They found ways to go ahead and find a better defensive front against that. And I think that helped turn things around. 
Well, Wes Matthews is playing with more energy on defense than yes. KCP is, and Caruso is uh, – that's what he does. He, he's not there to score. If he scores, it's gravy. Yeah, and like, he's not scoring. <laughs> no, he's not, but it doesn't matter. He's like Tony Allen well, for us, right? You, you... He's not Tony Allen, but a better passer. And yeah. that's that's basically – I don't I don't need for him to have any more of a role than that. If he hits uh, – like when he was leading the league in three-pointers, I was like, give it a week. Like he's yeah, not right. – there's this, it just like let's not burn him with these expectations of being like Steph Curry or he's not he's Alex Caruso he does, he does the things he does well and those things help our team that's where it is you know what I mean like yeah, he, had, but he has he had the best plus minus on the team Scored and he's going points, to the All Star game like because of it no I'm just kidding <laughs> he might he's be an All Star this morning but I, I don't think that'll happen no it's but, not same with leading the league in three points it's not gonna happen but it's fun you know what I mean? it's fun while it lasts well, i can all. remember in baseball when i was a kid i think it was the cincinnati reds had this campaign where they voted seven of the eight starting players other than a pitcher <laughs> right. for cincinnati reds one year right that was the last year that the major league baseball had fans determine 100 percent of the starting lineups for the all-star game right this is Raphael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse the better that these marvel films do the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general but other marvel films also i think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts you know i think one of the things that was interesting in this game is that they did a great job on Valanchunas in the second half because he really ate up Gasol yeah. in the first half. Agreed. Uh, and and killed him on the boards and then killed him from he just couldn't get out to cover him. Uh, no. Stretch five is really it was really a hard cover for for Mark to do. You know, I, I, I if I were doing it, I would start. I, I think the guy that makes the most sense to start at this point in time is one of two people. Um, and there are different benefits for each one of them. One of it is is I do like the idea of West starting because yeah. I like his I like his activity on defense, and he's a pure three point shooter. And we don't have anybody who's a pure three point shooter. No. I mean KCP can get hot, but he's really more of a hot and cold type of shooter. Whereas West has a West has a West has a shooter stroke. You watch him shoot threes, and you know this guy can shoot. Yep. Um, he's the kind of guy when he walks in the gym, you, you know, and you see him, you say, <laughs> that guy's a shooter. Yeah, um, totally. The other guy I think is an interesting thing, which I really like, is the idea of playing Kuz at the two. He's played very well at the two, and he does a great job because of his length and height of blocking a lot of shots from, from especially on guys driving to the basket who think they can beat him because he's got some quickness into him. He's, um, so I think he would be also an interesting option for it because his – He's averages 20 points a game still when he starts. And he brings energy, and that's something that I think is really missing in the starting lineup. Um, so there's a couple of options that I think Frank should be considering. And I think it'll take some of the pressure off of Kenny because he's obviously not 100%. There's something going on something. Uh, with him right at this point in time. And then 
the other thing, which is really hard to figure out, is the other way to get energy in the starting lineup is Trez. Yeah, but the problem is, is the problem is then Gasol coming in. No, then you got no energy in your second unit. You you need yeah, that's it, it's difficult. I, I, like, I always I always hate that though, Jamie. The yeah, you should start, but you know we need you in the bench. We need your energy off of the bench. I always hate that type of approach as a as a player. I hated it because I was like I was like an energy guy, and I remember my high school coach sitting me and putting me on the bench just because of energy. Right, you know? and I'd but say it, I'd like to bring that energy in the starting lineup, and I think that sure. yeah, you, know, you know everybody feels that way too. Right, but everybody wants to be the bell of the ball, right? And the key to a successful team is the people. Exactly. Who is he's being? This is his most professional NBA season. I personally think it's his best. I know that there could be a season where he's from three rebounding, clean defense. Oh, he he might average a double double this year if he keeps attacking the glass the way he's attacking the glass. He could average like thirteen and ten. It'll be hard. It'll be hard because LeBron eats up a lot of rebounds. AD and Gasol. He, has, some, you he know. has, even though Trez is probably the one who's most looked at as the sixth man of the year since he's a reigning sixth man of the year. Because of his versatility and ability to start at the two, three, and four and to yeah. fill in whenever AD and, and LeBron don't start, you yeah. have to say in, a certain, in some ways there's an argument to be made for, for Kyle being the team's really true sixth man. I don't know that I would see him so much at this this season at sixth man of the year. I think I would definitely look for him to be most improved. And the only reason I don't think he would is because his scoring average takes a hit every season. This season, it's his lowest scoring season ever. Yep. Yep. Uh, but he's playing his best basketball. And so I will trade two or three or four points a game from Kuz for the level of activity, for right. the focus on rebounding and defense, yep. and just making the right plays. He's just playing within himself, within the team game, and it's it's great to see. It's just such a great evolution. For a guy who came in as a gunner, right? He came in as an unabashed gunner, shot yeah, every shot that came his way. said, hey, I am a gunner. You know, totally. successful gunner. Totally. Um, he had his rookie season. He was a successful gunner. After that, I feel like, for whatever reason, things just haven't broken the same way. It'll, it'll be interesting to see this summer because, I yeah. mean, I've tried to trade him, and, and really the <laughs> – the poison that poison pill in his contract is almost a guarantee that you can't trade him. The only time you can trade him is is mm-hmm. if you're doing a deal that's got like 20, 25 million on each side. Yeah, no, it's ten point six million going out for the team that gets him is he counts as ten point six million, and for the Lakers he only counts as three point five million. That's I think- really hard. You you've got to get you've got to get up into a four or five player trade before it actually works. I think but the Lakers the summer is going to be interesting because yeah. they've got they've got some trade assets, you know, and and KCP Kuzma on contracts are the kinds of players that teams would like to get. I mean, there's a certain type of team that just wants expiring contracts because they're getting free agency. Then right. there's another type of team that can't get free agents, and they want guys on contract because that locks them up and and. You know, they, they can't sign these guys in free agency like that, so they, they want to trade for them. Who on Boston would you trade KCP for? Because they need guard help, right? They Marcus need help. <laughs> About the only one. No, they, no, that's the only guard they got. Yeah, I mean, no. Kemba, let's, Kemba, Kemba's not well, getting They got moved. Brown. They, I, I wouldn't trade him for Kemba. 
I don't see Kemba as a fit on this team. I'd love to. I'd love to trade for Dice. I love Dice. I think that he's the only guy on. I knew you would have that look on your face. Well, you know, I, I do like the fact that he's a stretch player. He's, he's a stretch a player. But yes, take him for on the perimeter, and I think that he's plays a, well he's with Schroeder. Plays well with Schroeder. Has synchronicity with Schroeder from the national team. He's a drop coverage center again. And 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 I just think that what we need is a center who can defend on the perimeter. Imagine that you replace Marcus Markeith Morris with a guy who can block shots at the rim and defend on the perimeter, and has that that mobility to be able to do that. That's the key to the Lakers taking the Lakers defense to the next level. I mean, I see what you're saying, I, and I, to a point, I agree. But I also think, I mean, look, everybody keeps focusing on on the drop coverage. I focus a little bit more personally on the fact that we lost one of the best ball hawks in the game, in Avery Bradley, who everybody said, "Well, he didn't play in the playoffs. We won a championship without Avery Bradley," but he was a huge part of our regular season success. He was a massive part of our regular season success, and that not necessary in the playoffs, as we obviously proved, and and I think Schroeder's. Shooters only because KCP was hot. You got shooters. Shooters been playing great defense. I'm not. I'm happy with shooter. I'm happy with shooter. I'm totally happy with shooter. All I'm saying, and I'm not saying that we should trade for Avery Bradley. What I'm saying is that we lost. We've we the the type of players that we lost were the type of players that inf, impact the exact stats that we're having problems with this season. Which so is it's like not getting some, guys penetrating. Guys penetrating points in the paint, both Bradley and Howard McGee, Dwight, JaVale, uh, affected both of those stats. Now, here's the thing. We're still winning. So it, it, we're essentially nitpicking the manner in which well, we yeah, win we're, basketball. We're number two in block shots still. Um, that it, doesn't mean as much to me as affecting shots or like preventing points in the paint. Block shots. Mean it's like, I, I think it all comes. What it really all comes down to is the big difference is still is Anthony Davis only playing center for five minutes a game rather than in the regular season? Yes. In the regular season. Yes. Game. That's really been the big difference. And part of that you can attribute to, to Trez being able to eat up minutes that, that because of his offense that, and his, and his taking charges that yeah. Dwight and LaJavale could not do. So even though you've got, even though you've got Mark eating up JaVale's minutes, Trez is eating up twice as many minutes as as Dwight did, and so but you not up, doing the same job protecting the paint. No, no, we're not. And but at the same time, whenever and we'll we'll see this. I think tomorrow we'll see this on Sunday's game against Denver because in the games that count, what we haven't what we haven't shown against these other these these lower echelon teams is we aren't trapping, hedging, and doubling people to prevent and take the ball out of people's hands like we did it against Denver, like we did in the playoffs against every superstar. Every right. single superstar we doubled in the playoffs. That's the that's the modus operandi behind the whole changes of why we got rid of Dwight and, and JaVale, because they right. couldn't do that effectively, whereas Marquise could. So I could, think when you see the could big being game, another Could being another Keith has had another one of those guys. So I'm just like, what happened to you this season? Well, His last game was good. Three has what happened. I know. And not effort on defense. Not effort on yeah. defense. Like, well, this, you know, like, yeah. He just I, isn't. I, I already said that they should position defender. He's not a shot him. blocker. <laughs> him and Rondo should. 
right. just save him for the playoffs. Just save yeah. him for the playoffs. That's all. Rondo, Rondo's Rondo. probably available. He's been playing Rondo. terrible. <laughs> I, I would love if we got Rondo. I would love if we got Rondo. I love Rondo. I love Rondo. I, I know that Gerald is like, no more Rajon Rondo, but he's you know, so good in the playoffs. We worked so hard to get Gerald onto the Rondo bandwagon. I know. And then we let then him we, go. Then we couldn't sign him again. Well, so. He decided to take a train. He decided to follow that train all the way to Atlanta and the money train that he actually got from it. Absolutely. But that's yeah. a two-year contract. He got signed for two years. So don't yeah. even. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Option for the second year. I, mean, uh, I don't think so. I think it's his option. I think it's his. I think it's his option, and he's going to cash in. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I oh, would say he's playing with house money in year two. Yeah. He's he's exactly. definitely going to go big. Oh yeah. yeah. Before he gets into coaching, he wants to make sure he cashes out every right. single dollar, and no one can ever say he wasn't a smart player and a smart individual mm-hmm. for doing just that. He's, uh, you know, he's one of those. He's one of probably the five smartest players in the league. The I give you that there. Who can really play the cerebral game along with LeBron? I think I think Draymond Green is in that category. Jokic you know, is and, getting and in that Jokic is getting there. He's he's a little Jokic young. Is so. getting, Jokic is getting there, except he still has those games like we shut him down for thirteen points. It's yeah. foul trouble. If you get Jokic in foul trouble, that's his. That's his. That's that's how you. That's how yeah, you slow well, him down. That, that's the problem that he's a guy who's. That's a that's an Achilles heel that is always right. there because he can't react. Not um, yet. I, I think that after uh, we'll, well, see, it's, we'll, it's, see, we'll see. He's we'll like see. Gasol in the post, you know. Little lumberous. Gasol's yeah. hands. Oof. Well, yeah. we'll find out on Sunday if we can go ahead and successfully take Jokic out of a game in spots mm-hmm. once again, as we will face the Denver Nuggets on Valentine's Day. Remember, guys out there, Valentine's Day on Sunday. Yep. So I will say that we will be back for that. But guys, it's been a great conversation. Again, the Lakers did pull out a just a tremendous second half once again. They they flipped that switch, and you saw that they went ahead and focused in on the defensive end, created turnovers, created fast break opportunities, which I say all the time. That is the switch. I'm what you and twenty percent. Yes, exactly. That's yes, the switch. that is the switch. It's not but going out there and burying in raining threes or anything else. Well, again, despite shooting twenty percent, <laughs> it better not be that because we're terrible at that right now. <sighs> yeah, well, despite shooting twenty percent from the three point area, the Something Lakers we're going to have to address at the trade deadline. Uh, yes, I agree. They managed to go ahead and win one fifteen one hundred five, going away from the Memphis Grizzlies. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Guys, I want to know what you're working on before we head on out. It is Lakerholics.com and also LakerTomsMedium.com site. So please go ahead and check out the hard work that these guys do with their articles each and every time out. 
at Lakerholics.com. Jamie, I know you're working on five great things, aren't you, for Lakerholics.com? I, I certainly am. It's games like this make them a little easier to write. No OT. <laughs> you know, what you said about taking the ball out of a superstar stand, maybe that's the problem in our last few games is that there haven't been any superstars to take the ball out of anyone's hand, so the defense doesn't know who to keep on, and it's been a bunch of young guys who just want to jump out of the building, and the Lakers want to actually play some sort of form, structural basketball. And I, I think that's as much of anything has been sort of our malaise of late. And hopefully, whatever this all-star break is going to be, hopefully uh, you know, we come into it better than I predicted on the blog today. But I won't be surprised if we sputter a little bit at the end, uh, if we, especially if we don't make a lineup change. But other than that, yeah, working on five things, trying to check in on the blog and keep things going on the Facebook page. and getting through a uh, pandemic 2021 man absolutely i hear you on that please follow jamie sweets five great things not only can you catch it on lakerholics.com but the lakerholics facebook group you can join that and he'll he always posts the links there for it so you can check out his five great things there or at lakerholics.com and before we head on out laker tom i know you're working on some good things now you can finally do it and relax, take a little bit of a deep breath because the Lakers did not have to play another overtime game, but the Lakers did prevail again, going away 115-105. But Laker Tom, I know you're going to be able to report some nice things now that the Lakers might need to work on, might need to trade for, or might be something that you just want to go ahead and shout out about the Lakers at Lakerholics.com. Uh, the thing that I've been focusing on, and, and it, I, I wrote one article with it today, and there'll be other articles following. I see three things that the Lakers really need to do to improve the team. And I would love to see them make a move to solve all three of the issues, but I'll be more than satisfied if they can solve one or two of them. Um, the first one, obviously, is that we need a rim protector and a perimeter defender from the five. That's really critical for this team, and especially in my mind that somebody who can defend on the perimeter, almost everybody you're going to look at at the center position, except for guys like Trez, who are so small, are going to be able to block a few shots and, and you know contest shots at the rim. But the tough job is to be able to do what Morris did in the playoffs, which is be able to defend on the perimeter against stretch fives uh, and rotate rotate quickly when you have to when we double and trap people. Um, so I think that we need to make some move for the center position. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's anybody out there. Obviously nobody seems to be interested in Deadman. Um, and that was like the only live body that I could see showing up that would be available for a minimum. Um, so I think we may have to trade to do that. Then the other thing is three point shooting. It's our Achilles heel. You notice when when we shoot over 35%, I think, we're undefeated. And when we don't, that's when we've lost those six games. All six games we lost, we shot miserably from three. We got outshot by 15 points. We got outscored by 15 points tonight from the three-point line. So I think it's important that we get – and this is an area where – we can make a big, we can make some big trades or we could make some small trades. You can just go down through the, the box scores of the games that we played and you can see, see a lot of guys that might have been able to help us with three point shooting. And we've obviously, as Frank says, and as, as Jamie warned, um, we've obviously fell back to earth and, and are start shooting, you know, we're, we're now on the downside of, of the mean, if you will, 
we'll probably start to hit some shots and, and move back up. But hopefully in the playoffs, I don't care if we're terrible in the regular season. Just we'll kill you in the playoffs. They will. You cannot. You cannot go into a extended slump like that in the playoffs and end up with seven close games because then you're just playing with the devil. Especially turning the ball over like we have been and yeah. allowing points. And, that, and like, the third something thing has to be better. The third thing, which I think showed up real strongly in the last two games, not tonight, but the two games that AD was out. The big benefit of having that third superstar is when one of your superstars can't play. This is why Brooklyn is dangerous, because you can outscore a lot of people when you've got three guys who can put the ball in the basket at big time. So I, I put an article out today, basically, which was a, a trade uh, with the Toronto Raptors, where we would get uh, Kyle Lowry, who they're looking to move. Disappointing playoffs last year with Lowry, but he's been playing great during the year. He's uh, shooting 38% from three. He's playing tough defense. So it was a trade for Lowry, Chris Boucher, and Terrence Davis, and we would give up KCP, Dennis Schroeder, and Montrezl Harrell. And it's an interesting trade because the Raptors aren't looking for draft picks because they're looking to still stay competitive. And their problem is that they want to cash in Lowry for some real help. And that's three young players that two of them better than what they got in a replacement for Lowry in the case of Schroeder. And you get a young center, Chris Boucher, who can block shots, defend on the perimeter, and is shooting 43% from three. Now, granted, this is the first year. He's only been in the league for four years. He's only shot 32%. He's only played 116 games. So he's a complete unknown. And in many ways, Montrez Harrell is a much better option for a team because he's a proven scorer. He's a proven scorer, a proven energy guy. And then obviously KCP is a far superior asset than than Terrence Davis. But Terry Davis is on 3.5 shots 3.5 threes per game is shooting 40.2%. So he's an excellent young player, 24 years old, second year man. And the key to the thing is the superstar. The third superstar is the thing we need in Kyle Lowry, who would uh, be a big benefit for the team. Um, so I think that there's, you know, we have to take a look. We need, we still don't have a third superstar. It isn't, it isn't Trez. It isn't Dennis. You can't count on either one of them to come through with the big kind of numbers and the big clutch plays that you can't from LeBron and AD. And I think that there's a possibility, especially if we end up against Brooklyn, that we may end up really needing that third guy that we can count on to score, especially if, if somebody gets nicked up or injured. And then we definitely need to, the big thing about those three guys that I listed for the Raptors is they shoot, 14 threes a game versus seven threes a game that are taken by the three guys that we're trading. So you're getting shooters who are more prolific, guys that are basically going to, you know, Lowry, the thing about him that I love is seven or eight threes every game. He's going to take seven or eight threes every game and make three of them. And we don't have the guys who can do that. Our best shooters aren't those kind of guys. The guys who are shooting the most threes and the Lakers is LeBron James. And, you know, I love LeBron doing that, but great three-point shooting teams are built by a lot of, unless you have Steph Curry or something like that, they're built by having a bunch of guys that can, that can fire up and get hot. So we have some holes to fit. And I think that uh, that's my main focus over the next, uh, from the, between now and, and the March 14th trade deadline is 
what can we get? Who can we get? We can go after certain guys and there's certain opportunities. I don't think we can fill all three of them. Uh, the, the trade with the Raptors is a little bit of a pipe dream because that's one of the few trades that fills all three, all three roles and you end up with a great 10 man rotation, but we've got three needs. We need a third superstar or at least semi superstar all-star, let's say all-star quality player. And we need some three point shooting volume and better three point shooters. And we need to solve the center problem, a defensive center. Well, there you go, and you'll hear more about it and read more about it at Lakerholics.com. Well, guys, it was great talking to you once again. The Lakers took Laker Tom's advice. Okay, actually, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, got off to a great to, start. Yeah, they got off to a tremendous start, uh, down 22-2. to two. But again, we did see what the Lakers can do once they turn on that switch, especially on the defensive end, much better as far as their focus, but also the way they shifted towards and their footwork and the things that they did, their energy on the defensive end really created a lot more havoc, a lot more turnovers, fast break points, things that I like to see. And it worked out. The Lakers. That's, in the how, they gotta, that's how they got to start the game against Denver on Sunday. Yeah, that, that's definitely how they got. They got to send a message Frank, right away. Frank should tell them you're down 20 to nothing right now. I <laughs> yeah. got enough. Get out there and let's, Let's play some defense and turn the ball over and get some breaks. Well, again, and LeBron might feel more energy because he'll be going against uh, Jokic, who, again, they're both vying for that MVP yeah. title. So we'll see what happens. But we will yeah, be back here. to say LeBron doesn't care about the MVP. I'm <laughs> you, not going to say that. You know he does. Yeah, you know he does. He tells you about it. He tells you about how he lost the award in 2008 or 2012 or this award in 2013. So, yeah. He's not gonna, that's why he, that's why he's playing that's why he played so well the last few games he knows that every game gives him another little niche toward that uh, it does MVP award but all he has to do is pretty much stay even because the fact is that 17 years 36 years old that adds up to a lot more mileage and there, he's nobody, almost got it from an honorary standpoint nobody just, at his age to play this well it's a lot yeah. Yeah, nobody at his age in the NBA has ever been this prolific, been at this level. So, you know, that's, I think, the the major case I usually point out. When I get asked to go on other shows and ask why they that I think that he's the front runner, that's the first thing I point out. That's the first thing I point out. It's payback from last year because everybody knew he should have got it last year. Well, again, for me, it's just the fact that he's producing now when the Lakers need him and when the Lakers have to have them. Well, guys, it's been great having you on the show. Once again, we have lifted the band for Admiral Akbar. Jamie Street has returned, and we are liking that. So hopefully no more trap games are in our future. But we'll see. Knowing him, we'll definitely see. But again, the Lakers did pull out a 115 to 105 victory. No trap game Sunday, man. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, not tonight. Tonight wasn't even if we lost tonight, it wouldn't have been a trap game. Memphis is a worthy opponent. Trap games are like you don't show up against the Washington Wizards, who we play, I believe, on Tuesday. So don't get me started. Don't <laughs> get me started. So he's looking for another band. Seven in a row. Let's looking go for, for eight another band. Listen for another band. I don't get to come into the game. I don't be on Sunday. There you go. There you all go. Right, all right. Well, let's start off with Sunday first. Let's see if the Lakers can go right. into Denver on Valentine's Day and give them a heart-crushing blow <laughs> on Sunday. But we'll see what happens. It is going to be the Lakers and Denver 
going on Sunday night. And we'll be here after the game to talk about it. Hopefully very good things. Hopefully more LeBron James and hopefully more winning right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.